0: Welcome to the Road to Wellville podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Terrell. Together, we will explore our own wellness journeys, nurturing body, mind, and spirit. Join me as I talk to top wellness professionals from all over the world with a wide range of backgrounds and specialties. I invite you to discover, discuss, and design your own path on the Road to Wellville. I'd
1: like to welcome the listener today i have the high honor of chatting with angela chambers angela who's the founder of alpine angel is a licensed acupuncturist and herbalist she's a yoga teacher and an integrative nutrition coach she has studied chinese medicine in australia the uk and china She's worked around the world and currently sees clients in person and virtually from Meridian Flow, her integrative Chinese medicine practice on the Swiss Riviera, which sounds lovely, by the way. (laughs) And I love all your pictures of nature. It looks like a beautiful place where you live. I'm in Southern California, um, but I I love Switzerland. I love um, that area of the world. I'm excited to come back and visit again, hopefully soon.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love California too, I have to say.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. We're pretty close to the beach, so I can't complain. That's, that's kind of my, my water. I have to be like by the beach and I love, we go to the beach almost every day. Um, but I, you have a, a beautiful lake there by you, right?
2: We have a lake and there's also lots of, as we are surrounded by mountains as mm-hmm. well, lots of little like rivers. I realized the other day that my type of water are rivers. Mm. Because I was thinking about this, is it more lakes? Is it more the beach? I mean, I love the ocean, I love the beach, but I realized my type of water is this running stream. Mm. So I love nothing more than sitting there and just watching the water go by.
1: Yeah, that strikes me as sort of like moving, but gentle. Whereas like, you know, the ocean is sort of moving, but can be kind of rough. Yeah, it can be
2: rough, and I have a lot of um, respect of the ocean. Like, I met it in Australia when I lived in Australia. Mm-hmm. My husband is Australian, and I remember I never went in very far because mm-hmm. the power of the water, the power of the waves, I was so aware that I had no experience with that, and it's very powerful.
1: Yeah. Both of my children are very drawn to the ocean, and they're, you know, big ocean lovers and so we have always felt like it's been really important to take them from a young age and like very much teach them safety you know never turn your back on the ocean and and a deep respect for it at the same time not a fear but you know a respect um so i I can understand how you're you're feeling about a little bit of hesitancy to go deep in because it does seem so powerful
2: yeah we gotta respect the power of nature Mm -hmm. it's like going into a, a mountain excursion. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing it's just the, the other way around, I guess. hmm Absolutely. Like, you
1: know. Yeah. <laughs> well, Angela, um, I wanted to uh, have a chance to listen to your story. And I think for a lot of people um, that are on this healing path as you're on, A lot of times there's this experience of healing yourself and then helping to heal others. Um, So I was wondering if there was an early event or situation in your life that put you on this path towards integrative health and healing?
2: Yeah, there was. And I have to say, I'm still on a healing journey. I'm not finished. I don't think Mm that it was. And mine started very early from when I was about two years old to seven, I had a childhood illness, which attacked my voice cords. Mm. So I was in and out of hospital for over five years with tracheotomies and Mm. lots of surgery in this area. And then at seven years old, I somehow, this illness disappeared. Mm. And normally it it, it could have stayed for much longer. So it was a real experience of, I felt like I healed myself in this time in a way. And shortly after, my little brother was born. So that was really an, an experience I will, of course, never forget. And, and then I had a second healing journey experience where at the very beginning of my acupuncture studies, one of the professors that I assisted with, with acupuncture gave me a treatment and actually punctured both of my lungs and I ended up in intensive care for four days. Oh my gosh. And it's something quite unusual to happen, but it's the first thing you learn in acupuncture school is to be very careful about pneumothoraxes. And so experiencing that in the first year of my study, I think also highlighted something for me because if it had been somebody else receiving that treatment, they would have not known what was happening to them, whereas I knew mm. straight away, but I didn't trust myself. Mm. I still sat there for a good half hour with these, with these needles thinking, shit, I think I've got a pneumothorax. <laughs> but I was like, no, that's not possible. This this man is, has 35 years experience and is a professor of Chinese medicine. How is that possible? And But then I ended up, kind of removing them myself and getting to hospital as quickly as possible. And I was correct. And so that was another experience where it really gave me the confidence and knowing I know how it is to suffer. I know how it is to be on the healing journey. And so for me, that was always something that was within me to share what I'm learning myself, to not just keep this to myself, but to share it with the people around me. And so mm. that's how it developed, really, my interest there. And I found, of course, um, a copy of the Tao De Jing, which is the, um, a book on Chinese philosophy um, by an old master that nobody knows really who it is. And this book has just fascinated me from a very young age. And somehow I always knew that this direction would interest me.
1: Mm, so that kind of actually links to the next question I wanted to ask you, which is, um, can you tell us a, more about what is integrative Chinese medicine and what attracted you to that um, healing modality? You know, you mentioned the, the book, the text. Um, like, how did you find it and, and what really attracted you? Yeah, I mean, the book I
2: found, <clears throat> I found in the secondhand store, in Germany where we lived at the time when I was I think I was about 14 or 15 years old and I remember I didn't understand what because it's not an easy text it's Mm. very symbolic and sorry but still it just made sense to me there's something like a inner kind of connection with this text and then I forgot about it and I we moved back to Switzerland I did my schooling and then after school I was offered to do some modeling and it ended are bringing me to Sydney when I was 19 years old. And there I rediscovered that we could study Chinese medicine at the university there, whereas in Switzerland, was, that was in 1998. And in Switzerland, there wasn't really that much available in this area of education. And so seeing that in Sydney and seeing the big Chinatown, like the lots of Asian culture, and, and I just loved it. I just felt like I always had a connection with this culture. and I, I so um, love the wisdom. There's so much wisdom in there. And so I found um, the College of Traditional Chinese Medicine in Sydney and enrolled into the four-year degree. And yeah. And, and I finished the two weeks before my daughter was born.
1: Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. Good timing.
2: <laughs> it was perfect timing because I also had to go to China for uh, the internship so I managed to go when I was three months to seven months, just like on the last day I could fly back. I'd fly back and mm. um, was able to finish that degree because otherwise I would have not been able to finish it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I know when you become a mom, you know, it's like everything else kind of goes yep. out the window <laughs> for a little while, right? Everything kind of gets put on hold. Yeah. Totally. Um, <laughs> So thanks so much for telling us about your journey for a listener who doesn't understand or is not really familiar with Chinese medicine or integrative Chinese medicine. Can you give us a little summary? Yes. Sorry, I'm sorry. No, that's fine. (laughs) Yes. traditional
2: Chinese medicine is what I've learned, what I learned in my course. Today, I practice a different kind of Chinese medicine. Today, I practice balance method acupuncture, which is a system of acupuncture which is developed by the late Dr. Richard Tan. And it's a comprehensive system of acupuncture based on meridian diagnosis. Um, and I really love the system. It works incredibly well in my clinic. and so. Um, that is balance method acupuncture it's very different to traditional chinese medicine acupuncture Um, it uses mainly distal points we always needle away from the pain not where the pain is Mm. and it's all about creating um harmony of the energy flow within the body using the the major meridians of the body and so i've moved from traditional chinese medicine to balance method acupuncture and today in my clinic i use um that modality balance method acupuncture but i also teach people how to do acupressure to themselves because i want the treatment to last longer because i'm very busy in this clinic and it's such a brilliant system that people get better very quickly but it's great if they have a certain system to they know okay i can do this sequence with this essential oil to hold on to the effect and to continue the treatment myself Mm-hmm. and also i use therapeutic movement that i studied through the yogas through my very first teacher training in sydney which was with um rioho yoga that's a japanese therapeutic kind of yoga so it also focuses on the meridian it uses macrobiotic food mm. and macrobiotic nutrition um combined with lifestyle improvements to really bring health and physical well-being to people. And so that's why I'm calling it Integrative Chinese Medicine, because I'm not just using only acupuncture, just one tool. I use the tools that I have, that I've learned and that I've seen that work
1: mm-hmm. Excellent. Thank you so much for for sharing that. So when you talk about balance acupuncture, if I'm just understanding this right, like maybe if I had a pain on my right side of my hip, you would actually be focusing on the left side or a different area of my body Yeah. to kind of bring the balance and the harmony.
2: Exactly. So exactly. If you had um, if you have hip pain or let's say lower back pain, on the right side, I will use your left hand. Mm. Needle the left hand, I would make you walk around and tell me straight away if there's already an improvement in the pain. And then when we've achieved a certain result, you will lie down. I will put usually um, into the outer limbs a couple of needles as well to create a global balance. Mm. And then people lie on the treatment tables with maybe a little tissue with a drop of um, relaxing oil or an oil that's good for their element type. And they rest with the needles for 30 to 45 minutes. Um, Sometimes I put a meditation on, very often I use Elena's, Elena Mm. Brown's meditation.
1: People love it. So this combination Mm -hmm. of these three things is just magic. You know, it's so funny because I I just had that word magic in my mind. When you said Elena Barros. I was like magical. And then you just said magic. It was so funny. Yes, (laughs) that's a word I would use to absolutely describe what sounds like what you're doing and definitely Elena's meditations. So you touched on this a little bit, but um, I wanted to ask more about how you integrate essential oils into acupuncture and acupressure. Yeah.
2: I just use them in my clinic, like you see Mm -hmm. behind me here. Like, I have um, oils in all the rooms, and I always check with people if they want that, of course. But, Mm -hmm. um, and then I usually give them a selection of three oils that I choose intuitively, Mm -hmm. and I let them smell so they can choose one of the three. And very simple, I just put it on a tissue because one drop on a tissue is enough to diffuse the whole room. So i just put this tissue on their chest and then while they're lying so there's no contact with the skin there's nothing mm. that could be in any way a problem for people mm-hmm. and then they can just use this smell and then usually i they take the tissue with them for the mm-hmm. rest of the day They can mm-hmm. just put it out and remember that beautiful feeling of relaxation they had in this moment so this is also helping them to anchor the feelings that we're trying to create with the treatment, like, because I always have a chat with people first. So we kind of set an intention, what we're working on. And so this intention is set with the aromatic anchor. Mm. Then we add the needles. Um, And so this way together, it creates a synergy that I find very powerful.
1: Oh, absolutely. That olfactory sense that can just bring you back so much faster. For me, I found than anything else. Yeah, totally. Yeah.
2: And not just for you, because this is the only sense where there's not a double barrier. Mm. There's only a very small barrier to the brain. So mm. it's one of our most fundamental smells because it alerts us of immediate danger. Mm-hmm. So the, the nose is super, super, like, important in our senses. And when we know how to use it, it's brilliant.
1: Mm-hmm absolutely yeah I've, I've found that to be true in my life for sure um so i know that your uh your studio is meridian flow and i know that you also offer something called meridian flow yoga can you tell me a little yeah. bit more about meridian flow yoga yeah
2: yeah yeah i can so meridian flow yoga comes from what i learned when i started with yoga when I was 16, I already suffered horrible back pain because I was tall very quickly. Um, I'm now 180, so I'm still tall. Mm-hmm. And I Me too. Had to learn. <laughs> so I had to learn early to take care of my back because otherwise I just had these back pain episodes. Mm-hmm. And that's how I started to look around in the yoga world and I looked at Iyengar and I looked at different mm-hmm. ones and I liked them. But then I found Ryoho yoga which is my teacher, Andre, who is still um, uh, in Sydney, teaching at Riojo Yoga Wellness. And it was just brilliant because he brought exactly this together, the five elements, um, macrobiotics and therapeutic movement, focused on the meridians and bringing the flow into the body, and the chi flow back, and so I loved it so much that I asked him if he was going to do another teacher training. And first he's like, no, 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 I've done enough teacher trainings. And then we could convince him and he did one more teacher training where we had, it was so intense, one year of three lectures a week of at least three hours and yoga every single morning at 6 a.m. with a cold swim in the ocean after. Mm. But it was such an excellent training with the food, Mm. with everything. It was, my, like a, it was like a mentorship training in a way. And that was in 2001. And since then, I've studied lots of other yoga. I did another yoga teacher training in London at the yoga campus, where I studied with T.S. Little and Shiva Ray, and then also discovered Elena Browers through that journey. And it's funny, I come more and more straight back to the Rioja yoga, which I learned at the beginning, very simple movement, and that is the basis of meridian flow yoga. Um, It's the five element theory that you do different yoga in winter than in summer, Mm. then morning or night. And we, in every meridian flow class, we take care of all the meridians of the body, or either we do a general class where all the meridians are taken care of, or there's more focus on specific Elements, for example. And um, yeah, the the name Meridian Flow just came to me. It's not trademarked or anything Mm. like this. I just made it up one day and thought I really like this name because I also am very influenced by qigong. qigong meaning qi is energy and gong is work. So kind of inner energy work. And it's something that I've loved always doing myself. So that also flows into the meridian flow practice.
1: Hmm. I love the name meridian flow because it it does give me sort of an initial quick understanding that this is going to be a marriage of, well, flow makes me think of yoga and chi and then meridian does make me think of uh, ch- traditional Chinese medicine. And um, so I, I really like that name. Thank you. I think it fits really well. Yeah. So you talked to us a little bit about how you've studied all over the globe, UK, Australia, China. I read that you've worked in other parts of the world. So can you tell us about your travels and how they've shaped your unique experience and your unique perspective? And then I was gonna have a follow-up question. Do you have like a favorite place in the world for you?
2: Yeah, I have two favorite places in the world. And one is mainly Australia and the other one is Latvitape, Switzerland, where we are now. Mm. And Manly is also where where our daughter was born and my husband is from. So we really have places in the world that we love very, very much. And um, the travel, I mean, I, I, I grew up moving every four to five years because my dad is a doctor and he had different... They were still very young when they had me, so we were moving around more in Europe. And then when I was 19, I traveled to Australia and I was only going to stay for six months, but I ended up being there for almost 10 years. Um, doing my education and doing the university there. And then as we came back, as soon as Lily was born, I just knew I really want to go back home. I want to be near my parents. And mm-hmm. luckily my husband was more than happy to, to also live in Europe. And then here in Europe, we had to move once or twice because of his work. So we moved to Oxford um, um, in the United Kingdom. And when we moved there, I really did not so much want to go in the first because I had also two little kids at the Mm -hmm. time. But I said to myself, okay, we're going there and I'm going to learn something there somehow. And that's where I did the second yoga teacher training. Mm. So it was actually a really nice, beautiful time living there. And then we came back here and I did one beautiful trip that I will always keep in my heart to Cambodia on a humanitarian acupuncture trip, which I did with C1 Balance Method Acupuncture Group, which is a group which um, offers <clears throat> the humanitarian acupuncture in the hospital in, in Cambodia. So i was very honored to be there and it was a great great experience
1: yeah i read that and that was what i wanted i was hoping you'd bring that up too that sounds like a really awesome experience to yeah, yeah.
2: i definitely want to go again it was so nice and so inspiring
1: yeah okay so one of the questions i wanted to ask you angela because you're sort of an inspiration for me as far as essential oils Um, like, what are you being called to right now? I just had a Reiki session and we were looking at the chakras and my, um, sacral chakra has always been a, a block, like blocked and kind of low functioning. And just, um, intuitively this morning, I put on some, um, cardamom, some yellow mandarin and ylang ylang. And I just felt like it really spiced me up. So I was just wondering, like, what are you feeling these days? Springtime's here.
2: Yeah you mean you mean in relation to essential oils what i'm doing with them yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, i mean oils are kind of like my little buddies they're always with me too and i always choose very intuitively and um at the moment today for example i was called all day for rosemary Mm. felt like the energy of rosemary because rosemary from a chinese medicine point of view is very uplifting, so for example, people with high blood pressure have to be careful with rosemary. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, it's really good to bring the chi up to focus, mm-hmm. and at the same time, it nourishes the center. So it's good for the earth element. So you have this grounding, mm-hmm. and uplifting.
1: <clears throat> and
2: the third action of rosemary is that it can help to dry dampness in the body. Mm-hmm. So when we have like accumulation from not digesting properly, when things are just not moving as they should in our metabolism, rosemary can be very helpful for that, too. So instead of being bulky, you're like
1: Yeah, what a great thing for this time of year, too, because I know particularly like in Ayurveda, and I don't know if it's the same in Chinese medicine, but springtime is kind of like a damp, wet time, right? Is it the same? No, not so
2: no. much. It's more a windy time, like the the wood element, which is active in springtime relates to wind particularly. Oh, so, okay. And if somebody, for example, has already a wood imbalance, they are often very annoyed with the wind. Mm-hmm. Like the wind can be very agitating. Yeah. For mm-hmm. me, too. there's yeah. a certain kind of wind and you've got to protect your neck. Mm -hmm. And yeah, wind can be quite agitating, especially when there's already an imbalance. So it kind of gives us an indication that nourishing wood, nourishing liver and gallbladder Mm. and taking care of them a bit better could be helpful in that moment.
1: Wow. I'm so glad you brought that up. I've always noticed that I get very agitated with wind. And even as a teacher of young children, I notice... Um, windy days are worse than rainy days or any other kind of days it just stirs a lot of energy up for a lot of my kiddos too as well as me (laughs)
2: yeah the element relates also to the emotion of anger frustration bitterness Mm. so if this is already an issue then it may come up a lot more in this time of the year
1: Mm. And what would be, because I know you're talking about rosemary for balancing the dampness. What balances that, that wood energy? The
2: wood element, yeah. The wood element yeah. imbalance. balance. In, there's many different ways. This is very general. But wood, for example, is a time where the body would love some lots of green leafy vegetables. You know, mm. time to eat more light and to cook. In a very light way mm-hmm. You can use oils such as the citrus oils for example bergamot is a good one mm. with the photosensitivity of bergamot mm-hmm. i love blue tansy for the wood element mm. because it's good for someone who gets angry very quickly for example you can put it on liver two and three between the big toe and the second toe to kind of bring that because the energy of springtime is expansive; it wants to move upwards towards the light. And if something is contracting that, may it be you know your own inner belief, may it be outer circumstances, then this energy can be bottled up and agitated even more. And so, any practices that help with that, like bringing the energy down by grounding, um, moving, moving your chi, will help. Make you feel better because stuck, she's so uncomfortable, mm. and um,
1: yeah. So that's the main things. Mm. I'm gonna try that now, <laughs> especially when it gets windy over here. <laughs> yeah, much more, this,
2: this is exactly what the five course comes. It's really each element, each one of the five elements, and then explaining how it ex- it manifests in our body, how it manifests in the environment. And how we can balance it, including the yeah. like meridians with the acupressure, with really taking care of the, the energy flow in the, in the meridians, that, which are the outward manifestation of the organs.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, that's- so, Angela, you have three courses that look so enthralling to me. And I know one of them is called Beautiful You. And I know that you talk about Gua Sha, among some other things. So can you share with my listener how you use your wisdom to bring out beauty? Sure, I
2: can. Beautiful, you. I just created in, you know, at the beginning of um, when the whole COVID hit and we were all on lockdown and had this... um, I was teaching at the Embodied Yoga Summit last year with Elena Brow and she asked me to teach the facial acupressure sequence. And I only came to that because this is what I do myself every evening and I never thought about that other people <laughs> would like to learn this, but when we taught it at this conference the response was huge, people really loved it. And um, at the same time, I was using Gua Sha as well for my own self-care and face care and so I decided to just put it together into a course so people would know what to do with these Gua stones. And but at the same time, I wanted people to also know that you don't need only a tool. You can also massage your face and circulate the energy in your face with your hands. And so that's how beautiful you was born. <clears throat> and to me, it, was, it became clear very early that Beauty really is something that is animated from the inside. So I've seen so many incredibly beautiful women in in my when I was working in the modeling world, and I've really noticed a lot that women that I thought were so stunning were so insecure. And I remember always not understanding that until I realized that beauty and confidence comes from the inside, and it's by slowly and gently building your own inner self-esteem to create a beautiful connection with oneself, when we don't have anymore the nervous system constantly in fight-and-flight and almost fighting against ourselves, but when we become this unit, it becomes that we start to radiate energy. We seem to be animated and beautiful from the inside out. And it's that what I've always found super fascinating, that it's not, because I've also seen beautiful women with no animation, like you wouldn't even look twice, but they were perfect. Mm -hmm. So it's not the beauty, how the structure is, but it's that expression of your own unique chi. Mm -hmm. And so beautiful you is also a way to relax your facial structure. And at the same time, our face is full of acupressure points or acupuncture points. So when we stimulate points in our face, we are also influencing all the meridians in our body. Mm. Because the points are not separate. They're all parts of rivers flowing along in our body, connecting every cell with every tissue, with every organ, with every sense. So the more we realize that when the Chi is flowing in the body, when, when we're in balance and we're in harmony, that's when there is something that makes you shine a little bit.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, so I've, that- heard, I've heard about how there's so many points in the foot, but I guess it kind of, is that connected, there's so many in the, in the face too, because that's kind of where they yeah. start and, and end. Yeah, I mean, when you look at,
2: my little acupuncture model. I know the listener will not be, but I'm holding up this acupuncture model. And you can see that, for example, the young meridians of um, the face, starting in the face, for example, the stomach meridians runs around the cheekbones just below the eye, then it crosses down the neck, then it goes all along the front of the body, then it goes the front of the thighs, lateral to the tibia bone, and it finishes on the second toe. Mm. So, stimulating the coins in the face will also influence the Chi law in this whole meridian, which mm. is responsible for our digestion, our metabolism, so, so many things. And it's the same thing we can influence the face and the head by massaging the feet. Mm. So everything is connected, and I find this so cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that... this is really what I do all day long and what I share with people because it's so accessible. If you can touch yourself, you can touch the points.
1: Yeah, I love that. You know, I, I've, I liked acupuncture, and I've, I've, used, I've done it before with a professional who I really liked, but I think I was really attracted when you were sharing uh, with Elena's mentorship about how I could do it to myself. This idea yeah. of acupressure and that I can do it by myself at home is so empowering. And that's kind of what this podcast is about and what my whole purpose is for myself is to share with others how you can kind of be empowered and do it for yourself as and in conjunction with working with professionals. But I love this idea of like being empowered and responsible for your own well-being and how, you know, we can as non-professionals can take, you um, recommendations and do them at home
2: yes i agree and the the nice thing with the acupressure if you just stick to some basic rules there's not that much you can do wrong <laughs> you know you, you can just improve the flow of chi and you will feel it in your body relatively quickly and it's also super cool to do it like I did it, my children, my daughter just turned 18. Wow! And so it's incredible, but all her life, I was doing this. Already when I was breastfeeding her, when they're in this position, you have perfect access, for example, to the stomach meridian of the little mm. baby's leg. And so you can already use it there. You can use it when you bring your children to bed in the evening and you give them a little foot massage and they will tell you everything about their day. And it will become this beautiful connective ritual that mom and dad can do with the kid in the evening. Then even with my teenage son, who is now like two heads taller than me, (laughs) he still loves it when I give him a little hand massage. And teenagers don't talk to you that much, but Mm -hmm. sometimes. So it's great to have these little connective tools. Yeah. On top of that, the essential oil just creates this atmosphere and you can use an essential oil to for example enhance what your intention already is like if it's you want to improve your digestion or you want to improve your immune system and you choose points in an oil and you can do a super treatment several times a day in very little amount of time or you can take a lot of time and, and everybody can do it and it's free and it's it's it should, everybody should know it because it's such a good option. Mm-hmm.
1: Kind of like meditation, right? You can do three minutes or you can do 30 minutes and it can have such a big impact on your life. I love how you talked about how you use it with your children because a, that's become a theme on this podcast too. I know that a lot of my listeners are mamas and we talk about, or dads, and we talk about our kids. And I love this idea of like building this, relationship connection with your children especially when they're young and it can continue as they're teenagers too because I have a four-year-old who just turned four and then I have a 13-year-old who's just entering into teenager you know land Um, and I know what you mean about like not talking and you know things are changing but ways to kind of build that relationship and that connection from from a young age to carry into um, teenagerhood. I'm like looking for all the clues on that. So can I yeah. just request that maybe you could make a course one time that's about acupressure for children and how to build this connection? I would love that. <laughs>
2: yeah. So funny that you say that because um, we were just thinking about what would be the next thing that I would feel like teaching, like looking at my five students now, there's quite a big group of them now and seeing what they would like to learn more. It's often, it's it looks like acupressure to, to the next level. It's already part of the five course now, mm-hmm. small module, um, but it's something I would love to expand on. And the good thing is, I mean, you know, children have the same meridians than adults. It's not like mm-hmm. they have different meridians. So you can use the same points. You will just adapt your pressure. You know, you mm. if you have a little bit of a way of touching like a child's hand you know how much pressure is appropriate mm-hmm. and then actually i have an instagram several little videos where i do for my daughter uh, arm acupressure sequence so there's lots out there already and i've made some drawings too with the different points and you can use
1: these easily with the children oh even, awesome even them with your yeah <laughs> yeah pets need that too, for sure. I'm so glad that you brought up your other Instagram and you'll have to share that with me and I'll link it in the show notes. But something that I I love about you, I love so much about you, but something I really love about you is how much content you do share for free on Instagram. Uh, Every post that you share is so relatable and I can put into practice right away or little tidbits that you share so I just I definitely recommend that listener that you follow Angela on Instagram at Alpine Angel because she shares really valuable tidbits all the time we're just talking about how I've been taking like a little social media break but yours is definitely one of the accounts that I I miss out on when I'm on my break (laughs) so thank you for all that that you're sharing Angela, you work with patients in your clinic as well as online and in your courses. Can you tell us about a patient that inspired you?
2: Yeah, I mean, over the years now, I've seen many, many patients. And overall, what I love the most is these moments when I can see that people found a way to connect to themselves and they realize suddenly, ah, it's actually not that difficult. I can do this. And they become their own best friend. And seeing that is for me the greatest gift. And and Yeah, I'm just a sharer at heart. I have to say I could never have something that's good and not share it. And sit on it. (laughs) And um, so I got a lot of pleasure back too from the sharing because I didn't do it with any agenda. I didn't have a plan or any marketing plan in place when I when I did this. It was really just through getting, first of all, over the fear of sharing because at the beginning, you're kind of like, oh my God, who wants to see that, for example. But then I realized actually a lot of people want to see this. So I began to do it more. and. But in clinic, I can't think of just one person. I'm definitely specialized with um, working with women that go through transformation, for example, or that feel stuck somewhere and they can feel that something's happening in their body already. Um, Women that want to take their health to the next level and want to be in this empowered space like you you just mentioned. Mm -hmm. And... Some of the amazing things I found with balanced method acupuncture is how fast a pain can shift in the body. So that's one thing that blows me away still each time. And I also had a few people that uh, suffering were suffering asthma, and were told by their doctor just to increase the medication more and more their ventilator, and th- they hated that feeling of having to use this all the time. And we used one very specific. Balance method treatment, and he was so much better, so much faster. Mm. Having to being able to reduce the medication um, at least half, and now he just comes once a month to keep this up. But it's it's just really amazing to see.
1: Yeah. And at
2: the same time, I give people homework. Like people, what they come and see me, it's not just me doing the job. I'm I'm making clear from the beginning on. This is two a two way street, and the more you do your homework and you do you do your massage or you do your oil smelling or you do your lifestyle advice movements to make this work faster, so there is soon another space available for another patient too mm
1: mm-hmm. yeah. So you can you kind of share your magic with a wider range of people and yeah i think if they're taking the responsibility for the transformation it's going to be so much more effective right yeah
2: totally totally i noticed that a lot
1: so um, how, how can my listener find you? I know that you work in your clinic in your beautiful little corner of Switzerland. Um, do you, how do you work with people in a virtual space? If I have friends here in California that are interested in working with you, what would you recommend?
2: Yeah, I do a limited amount of online consultation lifestyle advice and five element living, acupressure sequences for people. Um, but most of the time, I'm here in the clinic. And um, otherwise, people can find me on meridianflow.ch, CH is Switzerland, um, or at Alpine Angel on Instagram. And that's really where I share everything. You, you can hop onto my newsletter because I really make a big effort to also there. Once a month, I share something useful for people. Maybe a little audio meditation or maybe a drawing that I made, made about the um she cultivation so i try never send anything boring or annoying because <laughs> i hate getting these kind of emails myself so
1: that's
2: yeah one way to connect with me and well, of course the courses
1: mm-hmm. yeah i'm looking forward to the courses i think i'll start with the five el the five elements one that sounds like that's kind of the basic one right and then move on to there from there
2: no i mean the five is is the one it goes over about six weeks, but it's self-paced during the year. I do one or two launches um, a year where we do live calls. Mm. They're all in there. And so at the moment, it's self-paced. People can do it in their own rhythm. There's practice videos. So it's it's not a little course. But mm-hmm. It's also not a huge course. It's very practical. It's not an academic course. It's for you mm. to learn to do it. So mm-hmm. you learn the ingredients. You learn how to... Acupressure the meridians, you learn what is the element about, how should you live in this time of the year to support yourself the best. That's And then I also have a free balm class so people can go. This is where I make like little balm creams Mm -hmm. that I add the oils and they're fantastic to do these Mm. little foot massages for the kids, for example. Mm that one's totally for free. People can just um, sign in there. And then there's Beautiful You and the Meridian Flow Series. And the Meridian Flow Series is just six live classes I did. Um, OK. And I will do that again, a new one in June or July.
1: OK, great. And then what, when do you do the five? When do you launch that live? You say you do that a couple times a year where it's like
2: it. I just did it, yeah. Oh, so OK. Until autumn.
1: Yeah, OK. Sounds good. Well, um, Angela, I just have to thank you for sharing your wisdom. I just, you know, thank goodness you got over that fear of sharing and those negative thoughts, like no one wants to hear it because I want to hear it and clearly a lot of people want to hear it. And thank you so much for taking your time today to share your um, practical takeaways and your wisdom with us. And um, I look forward to next time is what I like to say.
2: (laughs) No, Thank you very much also for asking me and for having me and... And I love what you do too, that's brilliant. It's a brilliant idea today where everything becomes more global. It just makes so much sense to connect this on the global level than, rather than just per country. So I really appreciate your work too. And thank you very
0: much. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. To learn more about today's guest and a wide range of other wellness professionals, please visit our global wellness community at wellville.com. W-E-L-V-I-L dot I look forward to meeting you next time on the Road to Wellville.